It's bad. Anime. Hey everybody, I'm John. And I am Rob. And this is Bad Anime, the show where we decide, is this anime bad? And uh, today, we're, we're doing a very special one. That's um, a way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> It's special in many ways. Um, it's kind of an odd duck uh, in in the universe of anime these days, it's, or it's or or it's a goose. I don't really know what this show is. Um, this was an experience. I've heard mumblings about this show since it since it came out in the winter of 2021. Yes, so it's fairly recent. It's pretty fresh, and you can definitely get that. And it's also a it's also a Crunchyroll uh, original anime, as which well. is a badge of quality. Daddy Crunchyroll, don't hurt me. I feel so bad please, saying some of this, but please uh, don't come for us, please, Daddy. Um, but, um, but yeah, this is a. Uh, I love your sushi. Um, but yeah, this is X Arm. This is X Arm. <laughs> this is the first time I think you said the title of the show, of the show before I got a chance to. Yeah, we got we got X Arm in. Um, we just somehow just came up. It's like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do X Arm. Yeah, I think this is your idea originally. What yes. led you to it? Well, um, okay, so I was kind of like right around the time that we started like thinking about doing the show. Right. I was looking at these a lot of like a lot of forums, being like, okay, yeah. what are some really like awful animes that we right. can watch and like see if they're actually really shitty or if they're okay. And this was mentioned very highly, especially around the time that it was popular, around December twenty twenty one when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Very, very popular in how much people absolutely hate it. Yeah. Um, so it came up a lot of times. So I was like, okay, I know it in the back of my mind. And then I was like looking up something else as well uh, recently. And I was like, oh, the name came across to me on my anime list. And I was like, oh, X-Arm. That's right. Yeah. We got to watch that and then shit on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then that's kind of what led me to uh, suggest it for us this time around. And I'm really glad you did because um, this show... Um, where, where do you even start? Where, where do you even start? I mean, let's just let's just uh, talk about the elf, the glaring elephant in the room. Everyone behind this show had no prior experience in working on anime. Yes, the, and I've read some interviews now. Mm. Oh, really? Wow. The director was actually a former, a, a formerly a live action director, mm. and I don't know how he got the gig, but he did it. Weird. So, of course. He came into an, a medium without understanding it fully, and he said, "We're gonna ch we're gonna redefine anime. We're gonna change it. We're gonna evolve it." So their answer was motion caption, you know. Oh, like motion capture, exactly. Like the guy in Mortal Kombat, mocap, mocap. Yes, the best character in Mortal Kombat. The best character that and if, everybody and, and knows. If you, and if you say Kenshi, you're wrong. No, you're incorrect. Not even Scorpion. He's a bitch. Yeah, and Sub Zero is a tool. Fuck you, Goro. The original Sub Zero died and became Noob Saibot. Shang Tsung is my granddaddy. Quan Chi is daddy. Anyway, X-Arm. X-Arm. <laughs> oh, so with fucking X-Arm, the studio, I forget the name of the studio was involved, but, yeah. but it became very apparent from episode one that no one involved worked on anime. Uh-huh. Because, and this is a new thing. I noticed it a lot in summer of 2021 when I watched like almost everything that came out that season. Uh-huh. CGI and animation, computer-generated imagery, is not particularly new is that what cgi stands for yeah, yeah i actually had no idea i think it's what it stands for I could wow be, i could be wrong you're probably right it sounded good it sounded good yeah but everything sounds good if you say it with confidence this is true <laughs> this is true x-arm was a wonderful show i enjoyed it thoroughly see that's confidence right there <laughs> but here's the thing right so there were some cg elements in here mm -hmm. i have anime has been going that way for a long time and sure. i'm a, and i'm a mecha fan so that's where that comes heavily into play here mm -hmm. particularly in mech shows Hand drawing mech animation is very tough, timely, and expensive. I'm sure. 
I mean, you take a look, and that's why I keep going on about 90s mech anime, particularly um, the, the Gundam series that were coming out of the time, Wing and G, the OVA, MS, MS, the 8th MS team, which is my favorite Gundam of all time. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the first time I said that on air. And then uh, Evangelion, we already know. Yeah. So, love my 90s mech. As the 2000s and the and new millennium rolled around, they started slowly moving to CGI as like, I don't know if it's cost and time. They wanted to save both. So I'm used to CG and anime, and I've grown some taste for it because like it can be done really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was not done particularly well. Th- this was not it. Um, I-, I think like even anime that I've watched had some CG elements to yeah. it. Like uh, the-, the most recent seasons of Attack on Titan have had some slight CG elements yeah, and yeah, like yeah. fights and stuff. When it blends well, it blends well, and when it doesn't, it doesn't. And this um. Did not, because it was just such a weird amalgamation of CG, but also regular animation. Well, that was the problem. Together. They also had some 2D in here, so there'd be, like, two characters yeah. that look like they belong in completely different, <laughs> and like, franchises. Right. Because one looked like they came out of a video game, the other one looked like a still, like, a typical anime yep. image. Yep, because, like, for example... And they like, both looked bad. Right, like, what were, like, the first scenes that... Uh, again, like, okay, also... I took extensive notes Good. on this show. I think I have the most notes I've ever taken on any show. You know what? I believe that. I believe that wholly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the first note I have in my notes is so his brother. Right? It starts. Op- it opens with him and his brother. The main character is Akira. Yep. And it opens with him and his brother. His brother is two D for the entire show. Yeah. And that starts in episode one and that ends in episode twelve. So yep. every scene he's in, he's two D. But Akira, every scene he's in, he's 3D. Yes. And I saw his brother first, and I was like, okay, like this animation isn't quite great, but I, I, I guess I, I don't really understand what everybody's problem with this show is. And then Akira comes in, and I'm yeah. like, yo, why this man 3D? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's, and he's got the giant walk, and he's flipping shit. I'm like, this looks like a cooking simulator in Code Lyoko. Yes. I don't understand <laughs> what the hell they did to this man. And also, nobody throughout the entire show can make facial expressions. Which is yeah, and what's big weird problem. because in both 2D and 3D, um, n- right. no no characters are able to demonstrate any emotion on their face. No, again, you have a, t- a very new team here, and it fucking shows. Yeah, it, it kind of shit the bed in a lot of ways. And the, even the, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, actually the guy to not to cut you off, but the, compo- no. the composer who before this was a DJ. Really? So they pulled in some guy who never did any type of scoring. In. Wow, this is almost outsider art. Wow. Like, this is almost high-concept outsider art. Hello, at this hello, I don't want to oh, all... <laughs> I never got that past that part in the intro. But... I listened to the whole thing. It was mostly in English. It was very bizarre. It sounded... Well, here's the thing. You know, and the, my musician's going to come out a little bit here. Yeah, please. Uh, 2000s pop punk and, and anime music have a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, just musically speaking, they tend to. And so... When people were freaking out, like, this sounds like, for some reason, and they're all wrong. They're like, this sounds like some 41. It's like, no, it sounds like pop punk. You, mm-hmm. you named the first band, but you named the only ba- incorrect example. Yes. Because some 41 can is traditionally a lot heavier than most 2000s pop punk. So I got pissed when I heard that. Like, no, they sound like all-time low or something. Yes, it's like all-time low. It's also like neck deep. Yes. Have you ever heard neck deep or state champs? It's kind of that State champs, yeah. Where, like, it could easily, like, even this song, like, at the yeah. beginning, could easily dive into a neck deep song for me. Yeah. It's very, very easy to imagine. Like to the point where I don't know the rest of the song, and I just consider it a neck deep song. Exactly. Yes. But no, I listened to the whole song. And there's only a few Japanese lines, mostly in English, and the right. singer sounded pretty good. But like, so when everyone was freaking out, like it sounds like pop punk, I'm like, all anime music kind of does, you yeah. dorks. Yeah. But that's just my musician side. I right. could, I could break it down and get into the particular chords progressions and how Japanese pop, 
Japanese pop music in general has a lot of it. Anyway, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> we already talk much about, enough about stuff that isn't anime on this anime podcast. Yes. So, yes. Uh, X-Arm, when I saw... Okay, so when I saw the two drastic art styles trying to blend, I, start to, I started to understand why people chat on this show. Yeah. It was a lot of... It was just so weird. And once again, it's hard to tell a story when your characters can't visibly convey emotion emote yes they, they cannot nobody emoted the the you know you have a problem where the thing that shows the most emotion is a little robotic eyeball <laughs> you have a problem in that case and uh, god it's so many places to go but let's start <laughs> I, know, I know let's start with akira's story yes so yes, let's start at the beginning my and, favorite part the plot uh, um <laughs> Akira um, and his brother are living together yeah. and they have a weird conversation in the first episode. Yeah. What was, I forget the old crux of it where it was like, the, the brother was like, Akira, don't be a dork. Be, be, be somebody. Yeah. Do something. Do something. And Akira was like, thanks older brother. I appreciate you being my older brother. Right. I am inspired to be a person now. And, and it comes out that like his brother, so Akira's brother is, uh, like he, he builds androids. Yeah. And he shows Akira like a very like suggestive photo of some really hot babes yeah. that I think are later like the characters that he yes. builds as androids, yeah. like yes. Alma yes. or whatever her name is. Uh, it's Alma. It's Alma. Yeah. Um, oh, come on. Let's me pretending it. like I don't remember. I mean, let's face it. Alma can get it. She can get it. I, I mean, obviously. Like, once I saw that character show up, I'm like, fuck. I don't care if I, I if I literally am watching her render as she fights. Um, she, we she, can get it. she can get it. <laughs> she, she, she can very much get it. But yeah, he shows him these like hot pics of androids and he's like, I'm building these. <laughs> and his brother's like, and Akira's like, well, I don't really like technology. And his brother's like, yeah, you don't. That's weird. You should like it. Yes. And, and Akira's like, that's a weird thing to say. Uh, yeah. I like to cook, but I don't really like phones or shit. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, Akira. But also, you got to protect people. And Akira's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, the whole, it didn't hit me how weird the conversation was to actually brought it up. And that conversation is the crux of a lot of Akira's character motivation throughout yes. the entire it's show. It's a very disjointed conversation that sets a foundation that isn't exactly expanded upon for the entire show. But you think it would be because it sets the tone so much for everything Akira does throughout the show. And let's let's not forget the, the best thing he probably did. And he got hit by a bus. <laughs> so. <laughs> he also, you know, um... You know what I thought the second he uh well so he was walking out of like a, a like a convenience a store convenience store Seven Eleven uh, and there was a couple of badly animated two D thugs like like harassing a girl yep and Akira was walking away saying I shouldn't get involved shouldn't get involved but then his brother's conversation flashed in his head it's like you have to protect people and he goes you're right he turns around runs goes he goes to run back towards the uh the uh, incident. He just gets smacked by a bus. Yep. The second he decides to help her, he gets hit by a bus. And um, my note for that scene was just the word BUS in all uppercase with a few exclamation points. My note for that scene is it's no bus train collision, but we'll take it. Um, we will take it and it's fine. Um, so he, Rio gets hit by the bus yeah. and uh, <laughs> transported to a uh, mythical world. Where, well, no. Um, also, the, one of the thoughts I had uh, for you specifically yeah. um, was... When he walks out of the store and like sees the, the all yeah. those guys like harassing that girl or something, I was like, "Yo, is this motherfucker about to great Ocon these people right now?" Great. All right, <laughs> great Ocon walked to a group of ne'er do wells outside of outside of Denny's who were bothering a girl, and he was like, "Hi, my name is Great Ocon. I'm with New Japan and Pro, Pro Wrestling. Wrestling," and he just got rid of them. 
His first match in the G1 is coming up, right? As a, at the time of this recording. Yeah, it's coming up at this time. Ooh. Yeah. I'm afraid. I'm afraid, too. I'm afraid. We're, I had him picked well last year, and this year I, I have doubts. Yeah, I, I have serious doubts have as well. Doubts. Yeah, but either way. Yeah. So and that, that's a great true story. If anyone should go anyone go look up oh. the, the great Okan, the, the wrestler with New Japan Pro Wrestling, he did legitimately stop a group with thugs from harassing a girl. And, and then and, after- dur- and during the interview, he was like, I'm with, yes, I'm New Japan Pro Wrestling's great Okan. Uh, please watch. And it's like <laughs> the guy turned his, his official statement into a press release. Yeah, the girl was like, thank you for saving me. And he was like, watch me on New Japan Strong on Wednesday night. <laughs> Amazing. The best. Sometimes, sometimes the best anime is the, is the stuff that's real. Yes. And uh, so Akira our, was so not this, any of that. So this dork Akira gets hit by a bus. Yeah. And we flat. This was in the year 2014 when this happened. Yes. In the very very first scene of the show, we see a very badly animated scene that they keep using. Yeah, the same scene over and over again. The same fucking scene with like the, the city is like purple and it's getting blown up, but like badly blown up. And you and you see someone who looks like Akira with with a mechanical device on his arm yes. that's like shaking and people go fly and very statically go flying through the air. So that happens in 2020. Mm-hmm. We get flashback to 2014 when Akira gets hit by the bus. Yeah. And then we flash forward um, to the year 2030. Yes. And we get introduced to the world we're in right now. There was this huge Tokyo attack and we learn about X-Arms. Yes. Which are essentially... Um, they kind of give two different definitions of what they are. They are. They, they usually... I, I would define them as like some uh, mystery alien weaponry yeah, well, that the, got the, sent the, down the, to Earth. That humans modified, you know, they were able to like harvest and make it their own. Right. And there are like a, a weird amount of these. They never exactly specify. They're always like, oh, there are 12. And then one episode, they're like, yo, oh. but what about number 26? Oh, yeah, but there's and, 15. It's like, what? How like, many fucking how things many are there? these things? Yeah, they, they never exactly specify. And I guess we never know. Um, even though we might well, be basically, supposed to, and you know, when it, unfortunately when this happened, I'm like, okay, it's one of these shows because this is the they've done this a lot in anime, but actually more so live action stuff. Uh-huh. Because there's been most of the common rider series play out this way, where it's mm-hmm. a, a person has either a particular source of power or a cybernetic implant, mm-hmm. and basically it's, oh my god, you have this implant, but you're a good person. You yeah. have to stop all the bad people who have it. It's Yu-Gi-Oh. It's Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. It's Yu-Gi-Oh, and he's got the Millennium Puzzle, essentially. Wow, they, they just use this plot so much in Japanese. It's, it's, in, it's in, used in, quite in, a in bit. In Japanese pop culture, they use they use this device a lot. But everybody else that has these items is bad. Yeah, but you're the good one. But you're the good one, so do what you had to do, Yu-Gi Boy, and <laughs> save the world. And basically, in 2030... What it, what what happens is uh, there's kind of like a bit of a kerfuffle. We're introduced to Alma yeah. and we're introduced to uh, Minami, yeah. who are part of this anti-X-Arm squadron, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, with the police force. Yeah, and they find Akira, uh, but Akira isn't a person anymore. He is a brain. They put his brain a in a box. Yeah. Yes, he is a brain within X-Arm number zero zero. zero. Yes, the the first X-Arm or like the the beta X-Arm. Yeah, the beta X-Arm. Yes. Well, actually, no, because well, well, the yeah, alpha yeah, XR yeah, zero zero beta beta. <laughs> when, he's, when they start sending beta over and over, I lost my oh, fucking mind. God. So yes, and the first scene is like they they get him they get him back and they open up the briefcase and shows like the mechanical brain. They start asking him questions. It's like and he's like, "What? This is 2014, right?" It's like they're like, "No, it's 2030, dude." Yeah. And, and like she's an android, and I'm a, and I'm a schoolgirl cop. And it's like I don't get what's going on. I don't understand any of this. And also, um, when I first saw Alma, she was like, "I'm an android," and I was like, "Oh, I see where this is going. She's an android woman who's gonna learn how to love." Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> She's gonna be free wow. at the end of the show. Wow, a, a pale skin, a pale skin girl with a short bob cut who is so, who is a mysteriously mechanical with mysterious mechanical origins who has to learn how to love. Boy. Where have I heard this before? I don't know. By the way, um, <laughs> we, we, should, we should get back to talking about this show. Yeah, we should, we should start talking about Shinji. Akira. <laughs> we should start, start talking about Devilman Crybabies. Akira. I mean, Akira. Akira. Ah, Akira. Uh, Akira. I, well, fuck it. Fuck it. I, 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 these shows get jumbled sometimes. Yeah, there's, there's too much information here. So um, the, the first notes, I, I mean, the first episode was basically that we got an introduction to, okay, you're a brain in a machine now. Yeah. You're, you're and, an X-arm. Yes. And, and now his X-arm, we're, we're going to use you to find all the other bad people with X-arms and take them back. Exactly. Because his X-arm can hack into like systems. Yes. Because he's just a brain. He's just a he's brain just in a like box. Yeah. in a box. And he's just able to like hack into all these things and help the police to recover the other X-arms that yep. have been wreaking some havoc on the streets. Exactly. Exactly. The so years. the first couple episodes, here's the thing. I was having fun. Because what we essentially mm-hmm. got was a an early Yu-Gi-Oh or Common Rider scenario where it was a fun monster of the week type deal. Yes. Where they had so. to um, find the person using the X-arm and get it back. Right. That was essentially it. And there's a lot of strategizing. Right. There was cool moments. Um, for example, when my boy Akira took over a robot that, who was called Ogre. So we had some mecha fight scenes in here. Yes, we did. And this was the one time the show actually looked kind of okay. It looked fine. Yeah, during the these mecha, mecha battles were scenes. okay. Yes. I remember the exact text I sent you was, these mech scenes actually look good, dot, 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 but then they had to show people's faces. Yeah. yeah. And the complete lack of emotion. That's where they fail. Um, that that's the most time when I'm like, oh boy, like they gotta show emotion. Oh, that's hard. Tall order, boo. but with characters like Alma, who doesn't really show emotion because she's an android, yeah. I can let it slide. You can let it slide for her because the character's not supposed to have emotion. Right. But when like someone who, who like Manami, who is hyper emotional and like yes. her, she becomes the emotional center point of, of the series later yep. on. Mm-hmm. It's just so animated so badly you can't see her emotion. She that's had the most good. static facial expression throughout. All 12, when she was crying, when she was laughing, when she was happy, when and she was sad. And let's give all the credit here to the, to the Japanese voice cast. They tried their ass off. Mm-hmm. They were trying to have emotion. But, they really did. But you see how t- terrible the show looked. It's like, well, I don't buy it. But unfortunately, the way their mouths moved, this looked like a Japanese show that was a Japanese dub. Yeah. <laughs> it looked <laughs> well, just bad. Well, their lips didn't articulate. It was just like jaws flapping open and closed. Yeah. It looked like a bad, like, like it looked like a, it, a student film too nice it did yeah, yeah it, it, it did. student films might be too nice to describe what their show looked like yeah yeah it was it wasn't great uh but you know get the animation aside like i agree with you the first few episodes of the story was actually I, I was having a pretty good time in the first few episodes I, and you know shockingly exactly and, and you know all kidding aside they did do the whole ava thing where it's like the um the image of like what his life would be like if he was normal yes so they um yes. so they put him in like a situation where he's in high school and everyone around him is in high school with him right and he has to learn about and just, just in order for them to unlock more of his memories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they put him in this high school scenario. So that was like that that was Yu that was like I was supposed to say Yu-Gi-Oh! where like they went to the virtual world and like that the couple yes. episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. So a little bit of that, a little bit of um right. the uh the uh, the one scene at in, in Evangelion towards the end of yep. the series where Shinji has the school day fantasy. Right. Not school days fantasy, the school day fantasy. We would never have a school days fantasy. There are some weird people out there. I'm sure there are. So Get we, me the fanfic. Yeah. Oh, so episode five was cool in that regard. Yes. And then we had episode six where things actually started moving towards the plot yes. a little bit. And another note on yeah. episode five before we get to the plot. Okay. Uh, because episode five, there were actually some pretty good one-liners. Um, mm. Like the big bulky guy in the squad. I can't remember his name. He, he kind of looks like Cyclops Kondo? from X-Men. I think, Kondo. Was, I think it was Kondo. Yes, yeah. yes. And he was just really muscular 
and just a big dude, be big like beef tank of a man. Mm. And at one point in that episode, when they're reenacting the school thing, he, yeah. his line legitimately is, "Why do we have to act out this B grade high school anime?" <laughs> and I was like, "Y'all are a D grade regular <laughs> anime. <laughs> Get your shit together. Get your shit together, sir. Don't reference better anime in this anime." <laughs> and then, yeah, so you're right. And then we get to episode six yes. and, and we learn some more of the plot. Um, right. They get attacked it, by it, basically Deadpool in that episode. Right. Oh, right. yeah. Fucking I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, just out of nowhere. This random Deadpool guy comes out and starts kicking their asses. But wasn't that episode six where we meet the auctioneer? Yes. And the auctioneer. Yeah, the auctioneer, the guy with a skeleton mask who has clearly some affinity for Akira and kind of looks like him a little bit. Yeah. And is in 2D, so we learn. We're thinking, all right, who is this guy? Well, the second he came up, I was like, that's his brother, obviously. Yeah. That's got to be his brother. There's no other way. So this guy's a few of the X-Arms. Notably, he has number 11, which was used to... um Destroy Tokyo, basically. Destroy Tokyo in the big Tokyo attack. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, okay. So now we, we're clear, like, okay, the, the episodic stuff is over. Now we're actually getting into the crux of the story right. here. right. So, and I, but I kind of like how they do it though, where it's all these criminals are people like going there to bid on these X arms. Like it's, so it's like a yes. huge like mafia thing. Yeah. And right. so now for the rest of the series, we follow this group of criminals who are bidding for the X arm for different reasons and right. they all have their motivations for being there. Right. And some of them are directly tied to the criminal outfit. Mm-hmm. We learned that Minami, the detective who was in, we were following this entire time, she's the granddaughter of a great Japanese crime lord. Yes. So they use her in order to go undercover. Mm-hmm. But then shit gets wild fast. Yeah, things get weird because this auctioneer guy invites all these people to bid on these X-arms that he has. Yeah. And the, all these criminals uh, have their own X-arms as well. Yeah. So they're looking to get more. And obviously number 11 is the big one because yeah. that can just like destroy, destroy level a city. city. Yeah. yeah, level an entire city. So everybody's like, oh, bro, like I kind of want that one. Yeah. So we're introduced like very briefly to all these different criminals. Right. And this criminal ring also includes um there's somebody else in here that um it's oh man what is minami's brother's name it's soma soma so we find soma because soma is uh with this other guy called like all something the middle east the middle eastern standing guy yes he's a middle eastern guy and uh there's like a a note about terrorism in the show that kicks off when he's introduced and it's like oh like because minami lost her parents yeah to like a terrorist attack and she thought she lost her brother but in reality her brother's still alive and And now he's middle eastern guy rebuilt him yeah now he's in like a different body right he's in a different body he's like pretty much 98 percent robot yeah right now but he hates robots so uh shout out to ross syllabus my boy Uh, (laughs) (laughs) wow Great callback. A lot of callbacks That's lately. That's the first Armitage callback we've made. That's right. That's right. Just anytime I see somebody that's like made of Android and is like, I fucking hate Androids. I'm like, yeah, hypocrite bitch. <laughs> yeah, come on. I just think of Ross Syllabus's giant everything. <laughs> He's a huge man. He's a big beefy tank of a man. And then he fell in love with the robot because there's no other way for that show to end. No way. And now speaking of this show. Yes. So we learn, yes, we learn about the terrorist. And now apparently... His family was killed by the leader of the crime organization. That's right. And so they're all there. And so the auctioneer is there. He's trying to sell all the stuff. And, he's and it's to in t- like a stadium setting. It's like a c- casino and then it's a stadium. Oh, that's right. It's a casino first. And then they get, and they all go to a stadium. That's because weird. Yeah, I forgot about that transition. Be- because what happens is he says, let's all meet at the stadium. And then we learned the, the Japanese crime family was kidnapped. Right. By someone who Akira has been yelling about since like the middle of the series. Mm-hmm. Beta. Beta. Be- beta. Because we later learn 
that Akira is X-Arm 00-Alpha. Yes. And there's another one, 00-Beta. That's right. So And they basically okay. made a clone of Akira, but this clone is basically the evil twin right. trope. He's the same. Okay, they they loosely explain it because there's this industry, or yeah. there's this like a company that has Akira, like back in 2020. Yeah. Uh, they had Akira, his brain implanted into the alpha, and then they made a copy, and that's the beta. Yeah. And then they took beta, and then they injected it with something that they also got from space. Yeah. Because I remember the head scientist was like, right. we also found this fluid that came with X, one of the X-arms. Let's fucking jack this boy up so he like stabs it into the brain of beta and he injects it and immediately it explodes and then beta's on the loose and he and then he blows up tokyo yeah then he's and then he somehow commandeers a body and then he grabs x-arm 11 and then just blows up tokyo somehow yeah somehow none of that is explained um there's no time there's no time in 12 Uh, episodes right no there's no no time no time there was absolutely no time to do any of that definitely no um then beta is at the stadium and beta is a strange character because it is a direct like evil clone copy of Akira. However, whenever he is possessing another robot or possessing something else as his yeah. brain form, um, he gets this weird like childlike voice. It's that's kind of, like it's kind of like, 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 like an evil game show host. It is. He is like beta. <laughs> but when he's like normal and talking to Akira, he's like, Akira, Menacing. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna fuck you mess up. you up, boy. I'm, but then when you're he's gonna not, call me daddy, right? But then when he's not doing that, he's like, Yo, um, I'm gonna be a child. Yeah, I'm gonna be very childlike and tease everyone. It's like I killed him months ago. It's very weird. And in the eighth episode, I believe I wrote this down specifically because he possesses these different robots. Yeah, like uses these robots, and these robots are construction robots specifically. Right. And um, the model, I it just made me cry because the model was called um, Balls Inc. <laughs> it was like, what is he doing controlling a Balls Inc. robot? But it's like B. A with two umlauts on it. Yeah. LZ balls, balls ink balls ink robots. And I was like, this has to be a joke. This whole show has to be a meme. There's no way. But then the show will get very serious at some point because there was a very emotionally charged scene. I think around episode eight. Yep. Where um um we have this um Al whatever the, the Middle Al- Eastern Al- guy. Yes. Uh huh. He him and Soma are able to somehow apprehend Alma, the android working with Manami the entire time. Right. And they are able to manipulate her. Yes. And, go, and, re, and reprogram her. Right. So at one point, it's the three of them going to Manami. It's like, hey, yeah, we're going to go do this thing. Bye now. And at, at one point, someone's like saying to his sister, like, yeah, I'm doing this thing. Bye. And she has a panic attack. She doesn't know what to do because mm-hmm. her brother is going to potentially kill all these people. But right. she, and she's been waiting so long just to find him mm-hmm. to prove he's alive. But in that moment, she fires at him. Right. Because she realizes she he's a threat. And it's like, wow, you just shot at me. Next time we see each other, we're enemies. Yep. We're, we're not siblings anymore. Yeah. And she breaks down. Yep. And it'd be the scene would work so well if this show didn't look like <laughs> didn't look like ass. Because the voice actress was giving it her yeah, all. Yeah, it would have been she was, very impactful. She was she was crying heavily, and you know, once she realized, oh my god, I shot at him. I waited so long. I just tried to kill him. That's a gripping scene it in, is. in terms of plot. If I read that in a book, I would have been very invested in it. Yes. But the show looks like CGI bullshit. Yeah. So it broke my um invest it broke my suspension of disbelief a little bit. If she's if she's crying and depressed and she looks the same when she's happy and having a good time, 
then it doesn't read well. It doesn't do a good job of conveying those emotions. And I I wanted to enjoy it. I wanted to be like, this is a great scene. Like, it's very powerful. But at the yeah. same time, you just see like a stiff mannequin <laughs> going well, like... I, I've in, in creative projects, I've long held this belief where there's two there's two very important things about a, any creative endeavor. endeavor. A song, a, a book, a film, a, any piece of media, excuse me, probably going to burp again 17 times so that's fine i'll use that concept and execution even if you have a fantastic concept if your execution's not there it's not going to matter yeah so um, it's really unfortunate that they had this show in general had some really good concepts that was probably my favorite scene but you know it just wasn't executed well yeah okay so we forgot to mention something go ahead um that akira uh and it includes minami and alma okay akira for some reason in order to enter the ogre, yeah. the uh, big fat machine that yeah. he's able to use as a mech, for some reason, and they tried to explain it a lot, but I never understood it. For some reason, Alma and Minami have to kiss. I forgot about that. It's <laughs> something to do with the the genetic code. Up, up, up! I, funny, I read. I remember actually. I read the comments because I was invested in this. Oh yeah, uh, and they. Said, I read a lot of comments for this show too. Oh, actually, with so, and around. they were saying like. This only happened once in the manga. Why do they keep doing it? <laughs> they did it like four times until the very end yeah. where they needed Alma back for like to, yeah. to go back to where we were in the plot. Yeah. Because they need Alma back, right? Yeah. Because Akira is unable to control Ogre without Alma and without Alma kissing Minami, yeah. right? And so they have to get Alma back in order for him to do that. But when they get her back, they don't kiss and he's just able to control Ogre. So I was like, if you're going to be consistent, yeah, at least be consistent. Uh, well, about, about yeah. to, you understand they, they had to get rid of some of the plot to make way for a really bad CGI fight scene. They did. You're right. They really did. And boy, was it a bad CGI fight scene. Um, Which one? Throw all a, of throw them. Throw a dart. Um, <laughs> but okay. But at the time that they possessed Alma, right? Mm. They possessed her, the, the Middle Eastern guy and Soma. Um, and then uh, Alma gets... Uh, Gets brought back, long story short, and yeah. also kills Soma in the process. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he's like 90% robot and he can't last for like a second out of his Deadpool suit. Exactly. Um, so as soon as he gets out of the Deadpool suit, as soon as she beats him in a fight, he gets out of the suit and tries to stab her uh, with his mouth. Yeah. With a knife in his mouth, he yeah. tries to stab her. Yeah. And he's just consumed by so much hatred that he just will refuse to uh, go on if yeah. it means that he lost to an android. Exactly. And so he's like, kill me. Please just kill me. Forgot about that. And uh, it, it's a pretty brutal scene. But at the same time, it's also kind of funny because then Alma picks him up up and hugs him and he's like what are you doing just kill me please kill me and she's like no you have to know what love is and he's like i haven't felt the love of a human touch in a while in a long long time so now i can die happy and then he dies in her arms but wasn't it alma who was touching him yeah and she's not a human yeah remember when she made gasping and breathing sounds during fight scenes even though she's a fucking robot <laughs> boy do i <laughs> It was one of the great comments, like, why is she gasping for air? She's a fucking robot. There, uh, honestly, I feel bad covering the show now because some of the comments section probably do a better job than we can do. They probably do. It's just so well done because most of the comments in the comment sections were like, are you best still show. here? Yeah. Best well, show ever. Uh, it's either best show ever. Wow. I can't believe that this aired 12 episodes yeah. or y'all still here. Exactly. Like, yeah. X Go off. X-Arm Sundays. X-Arm Sundays. I was like, there was a community around this. There was a community around it. That's one of my favorite parts about Crunchyroll as a platform. But there was a community. 
And I wonder how they felt when they actually got all the way to the end. Because yes. by episode 11, yeah. the show did this a tremendous thing where it ended. Yeah. Because the main plot ended. They beat Beta. They go yes. through a bunch. The uh, auctioneer. And this pissed me off. Uh-huh. Where the auctioneer was unmasked. Mm. And instead of doing the obvious thing where it should have been his brother, it was like a clone of his brother. Yeah. Who was, or an android. He was programmed to do his brother's um, bidding. Yeah. For Phil's, Phil's wishes. That cut all the dramatic tension. It did. Because it was very much the Speed Racer, Racer X thing where it's clearly the guy's brother. And, you know, that's where it's it's, it's It should have been like more dramatic irony with yeah. the crowd obviously knows. Mm-hmm. And just the character doesn't know. Right. However, all that dramatic tension of um, of the auctioner trying to take um, Akira away from the police, all that was shot in the foot. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm just an android. Trying to flip. Yeah. So it, it wasn't engaging. It was Akira going... Oh, mystery solved, and that was it. Yeah, that was weird. There was no payoff there, and th- there really wasn't. And it, they really like missed that opportunity because although it was very obvious, I feel like they thought it was too obvious. So they were like, "We have to change this up a little bit." Because then, but, they, they, but instead of but, you know, the obvious choice would have been better. It would have been a lot better, and it would have made more sense in the it story made too. More sense in the context, and the, there was would have been so much more emotional weight right. to it. Right. But but instead of like, because at the end, right. Um, they get into Beta because yeah. Beta becomes like a huge monster and like consumes everything, and he, he looks just horrible. That, oh yeah, watch. Oh god, that was the hard part of watching the finale, where it was supposed to be this grand epic thing. Well, actually, it wasn't even the finale. We'll it that. wasn't we'll, even. We'll, which we'll is that too silly. But um, yeah, but they get inside Beta's mouth. Yeah, and um, the he has X arm number eleven, but he also has X arm number sixteen. Yeah, and number sixteen, nobody knows what it does, and yeah. apparently can freeze time in a certain area. Yeah, so they're frozen in time, and they have a conversation within beta before they move on with their next plan yeah and their plan is for uh his brothers so so for the for the clone yeah to explode himself inside beta, beta yeah so that um akira can find where beta's core is and yeah. then use number 11 to create a black hole yes. where the core is and suck it in the black hole so fine ridiculous whatever but it, but the, the thing that really bothered me about that goes off what you were saying mm-hmm. is that before he so his this clone guy is now a bomb technically. And yes. It's his brother's clone. Yeah. And Akira is outside of Beta now because mm-hmm. he got out. Yeah. And he, all he has to do is blow up his brother's clone. Right. And his brother's clone is like, yeah, all right, Akira, just do it. And Akira is like, you're you're, you're, you're my, my brother. brother. And he's like, no, I'm just a clone. He's like, oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. And then he just blows him up, and it's like it would have been so much more impactful if it he was, had to kill I, his I, own brother. If it was actually his brother, and but it, it was just a clone. And the clone was like, nah, bro, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I, I had one purpose to serve. And Akira basically said, bet. And that yeah. was the and that was the end of yeah. it. And then the show did this amazing thing where it just didn't end in episode twelve. We got an we got a completely unrelated finale. It was so out of left field, and I don't understand how they were able to pull that together uh, because the big bad is done. Yeah. Beta was destroyed in episode eleven, right. and in episode twelve they dance around who the villain is in yeah. that episode but there, i feel like there's nothing actually it's like some random terrorist attack that every nuclear missile decides to go off in the world exactly for some reason so next thing you know akira alma and ug yug yug oh you drag i forgot about her she okay you know why i remember that name so okay. well okay because i i'm reading a book right i know shocker it's a science fiction you're book, reading a book right and they have this uh tree ship in the book called okay. the yugdragsil okay and i looked it up it's in norse mythology that a yugdragsil is a giant tree ship um run by or like a giant center of like oh, okay. a community and it's wow. a big fucking tree or something yeah yeah 
So it's a big tree. But Yggdragsil in the show is a pink-haired waifu yes. um, who comes from the VR world to help save the day. She's basically a VTuber they pulled out of virtual reality. And the reason we haven't mentioned her up until now is simply because she doesn't matter. And Not we even, forgot. She has no bearing on the story. We forgot about the whole thing. She's a big deal in her first episode and then gets yep. completely dropped and just sticks around. As is anything that gives uh, our boy Akira a big digital stiffy yeah, uh, throughout his entire around. time. Yeah, yeah they, they all just stick around. So at the end of the show, it's the three of them basically stopping all the nuclear missiles in the world, and then they just kind of die. Yeah, um, this is also an interesting thing, because in episode 11, and, and every a lot of the episodes, even 12, I think it happens at some point, Akira is often grappling with, oh man, like, who am I? Like, yeah. what's the answer to this question? Like, who is the auctioneer? Like, yeah. who is Beta? And who is stuff. what, yeah. And every time he's having those thoughts, a, a vision of, like, Beta or a vision of the auctioneer or a vision of somebody comes to him. Yeah. And they're just like, yo, bro, think harder. And yeah, he's like, sure. oh, now I remember what that was. Oh, yeah. The whole show is them just trying to jog his memory. Yeah. But, but they don't do anything to jog his memory. They're like, yo, just think, dude. Yeah, and he's that's like, it. yo, yeah. right. I forgot I could think. Dude. And in this 12th episode, he does a lot of that because he realizes like, oh, I can save the world by jumping into this computer program and exploding all these missiles in the air so that, you know, everybody's safe. But if I explode all these missiles in the air, then all the technology is going to be destroyed in Japan, yeah. which means I I'll die. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he does that. So Just every your entire body pulsating when you had to explain that. Like, what is happening? <laughs> what? But then he does it. So all the nukes blow up in midair. And then all the technology in Japan also blows up. And he is one of those things, including all the X-Arms. So all the X-Arms blow up and nobody can use them anymore. Yeah. Which I guess takes us back to the beginning of the show where they very, very loosely and badly tied up the loose end of Akira doesn't like technology. And I just found it funny how in the first episode, his brother's like, yeah, you never like technology, bro. And then the last episode, he eradicates all technology in Japan. And it's, um, and nothing really gets mentioned in the interim. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But I, as a viewer, but, but thing is, remember they that. Might have been, they might have um, mentioned in the interim, but... I could never pay attention to the show. Yeah. Because every time I, every scene, I kept going to the show, like going and just looking at the visuals and going, that looks like shit. What were those eight lines of dialogue? I missed them. That was my entire experience watching the show. Watching the show. Yeah. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of weird dialogue. There was also a lot of weird logic that would like went beyond like silly anime logic. Right. Of, um, I, I think there was this one scene. There was this other guy, Kimura. He was like the twinkier one of the yeah, two, yeah, like yeah. other dudes in the, in the group. And he, had to get Ogre to Akira to fight uh, yeah. Beta, and he's in a helicopter. And he's like, I have Akira. I have the brain of Akira right now. Yeah. And I also have Ogre. So I'm going to throw Ogre out of the helicopter and then run after Ogre, jump out of the plane in a jetpack, and then load Akira's brain into Ogre in midair <laughs> so he can fight. I'm like, yo, why don't you just put the brain in it before you kicked it out of the plane, duder? You didn't have to jump out of a plane, my dog. This also is a thing where, when you're coming from a live action director that could have easily been his um, yeah. decision, wanting a cool action set piece. Yep. You, you could it could have gone back to the original manga. Yeah, yeah, because this was a manga previously. It was, and the manga got canceled. Yeah, I heard because yeah. the anime was so bad. Exactly, <laughs> they were in the middle of a sequel series, from what I understand. Because they the original the original X Arm finished, and they were in X. Because there's three series I've learned. There was X Vita, which was first, oh. then X Arm, and then a third one. Mm. The third one got canceled because of how bad the show did. Wow. Which is a shame because I'll be honest here. One of the few 
positive the show had is that some of the character designs were pretty damn good. The character designs I actually liked. Yeah, I, yeah, liked I pretty much enjoyed those. I, you know, Akira was as bland as can be, but you sure. know, he's, he, he's, he has he's one a main. Fun- he's a, he has one function in the story. Right. To be a generic anime protagonist. Like I said, Alma can get it. Minami was spunky and fun. Mm-hmm. All everyone else was goofy, but at least some somehow eccentric. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the character designs look cool. And as I'm seeing these scenes I mentioned before, where there's some good ideas present, but the execution is all sloppy. There was the there was the pre-suicide bomber who was like using the X arm and his person putting using X arm to put bombs in people. Oh, but that's he was, right. But he's a cult leader, so he was basically trying to convince everyone blow up the world, we'll save it. Right. Exactly. So the whole suicide. Go to heaven if you blow up the world for me. Right. Suicide bomber type. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Stuff. So there's a lot of good ideas here. There's a lot of fun ideas. I thought so too. So, but here's the problem. The execution was tits. It, I should rephrase that because tits are a great thing. Um, the execution here was dick. I should rephrase <laughs> that here because dick is a great thing. Um, no, no, let me help you. Um, the execution here was um was ass. No, 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 no. Uh, ah, that's it. also a nice thing. Um, see, let's look at the concept of this joke. What? It's a great joke. <laughs> But we're not executing it well. So help us out here, viewers. So help it, us. So it's bad. So it's bad. It's bad. So, yes. so our, that joke was bad. That joke was very bad. But but the execution was also bad. And that's how I'm going to describe this show. Ooh. Good ideas. Some very good ideas. Mm-hmm. Some good scenes. Yes. Some good moments. Mm-hmm. Genuinely good moments. The Manami stuff with Soma actually had gripped me to one point. It was good. Yeah. It, the voice, when I looked away from the screen, I was gripped. Because yep. the voice acting pulled it off. Yep. Or when I just stuck to the bottom of the screen and read. Yep. When I moved my eyes up a centimeter and saw the visuals, I was completely taken out. Yeah. And that, that was the big problem for me, too. And I, I think generally, kind of going off what you said, the plot was pretty decent, I thought. It really wasn't like... I, I would give it like the plot on its own. I would give it like a 7 out of 10 plot. 7 like out of 10 is probably fair. A good six, maybe 6, 7 out of 10 plot. Six, 6 only because there were some logic issues. Yes, there were some plot holes and some silly things that happened that I was like, why are they doing that? But in total, like the ideas were very good. Yeah, I thought like the, the, the idea continuity was, solid, was a continuity, little eh. Continuity you know, could be shaky, but characters all had their motivations. There was some good intention. There was some good intention behind clear. it. So here's my thing. It's one of those uh, hipster moments. Um, I'll go back to this, our thoughts on domestic girlfriend. Uh-huh. I'm so curious what this manga was like. Mm, yes. Because this manga was probably good. Yeah. It, you know, in the in-between, in, in, like where the episode break would be, there was the stills. Yep. Like, and those stills were good. Yes, they, they were, were very well drawn. They were 2D and they looked good. Mm-hmm. So I, and you know, I have a feeling this manga might have been pretty good. Yes, I feel the same way, and it, they just didn't really necessarily get the right people to do the show, get the right people to animate the show. Necessarily get the right people to do the show? Okay, they got the complete wrong people they to do the show. They got everyone wrong. They got it wrong. Everyone that could have gotten to the show, they didn't get. Yeah. So, I'm jumping the gun here. It was bad for that reason. This mm-hmm. is a bad anime because it just wasn't well made, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate because it. For, I thought I was going to hate it much more. Was it painful to watch? Yes, but in different different from other things that were mm-hmm. painful to watch for us. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't bored. No. I was aggravated. Yes. Because I could see the good in this show. Mm-hmm. So that was tremendously aggravating. Where something like Domestic Girlfriend was just boring. Yeah. This was aggravating. Yes. Because I, I could tell there was something good here. Mm-hmm. There was good art design and there were some great cinematic moments. And there was great emotional centerpieces, mm-hmm. if, if I can coin a phrase. But the execution was just so not there. Yeah. And here's my thing. Everyone trashed the show when it first came out. How many people do you think actually got past the first episode alone? 
Probably not a lot. Probably, yeah. I would assume most people saw the animation and did a knee-jerk reaction and completely clicked out of it because they were like, "This is ridiculous." At, I'm not giving most this a chance. Probably gave it the full episode. Right. I I doubt how many people. I doubt many people gave it the full twelve episodes. Like no we way, did. no way. I, and I'm glad we stuck through it, honestly, I'm because it, it it. I I will also say it was a bad anime, mm. but I will say it's it's pretty narrowly a bad anime. I think yeah. if it didn't look like I was watching it on somebody's Premiere Pro, exactly, um, it would be a lot better. It, it would have it, it would could, be a lot better. It could have been good. I think it could have been a solid like if the animation was good and the animation was done by people who knew what they were doing. I think it would achieve like a solid six out of ten for it me. It would have been six out of ten because it wasn't. It was not anywhere near bad in terms of storytelling. In terms of like the pacing was pretty good too. Pacing was good. I thought in every episode they had a nice little thing to work towards and a thing to yeah. work up to. They and there was a nice mystery. Goal. Yes, intrigue. Right. Some things were corny. Some things, as I said, like the beginning like, of, of the, any episode, you felt like you were being rushed in. Yeah, and there was no real continuity a lot of the time. But you just had to think about it a little bit. But yeah, and. Um, Unfortunately, the only problem was the ending is from a storytelling perspective. How yeah. it seems like they just adapted the ending of the manga randomly. Yeah, they really botched that ending yeah. uh, because it just had nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, so, and they were just like, but, well, Akira should die. Yeah, so, so he died. And, and I've had that. Uh, one of my favorite, like I said, um, not to give too many spoilers, but one of my favorite Gundam series of all time. The end, the 12th episode has very little to do with the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, it's a bad episode, but it doesn't kill the show. Yeah. This wouldn't have killed the show. It would have been just a big question mark. Right. So... The story was, I had to say the story was pretty solid. I'll say solid. Solid. Six out of ten. Yeah. It was a solid story, and I could have been invested if the characters didn't emote like garbage can lids and have their mouths <laughs> just flap open without any type of oh my God. hinge or articulation. Talk in about any time they tried to smile in the show. Oh, yeah, that was that was creepy. It haunts my dreams. Yeah, that was creepy. That was like early 3D Tekken. In terms oh, of just creepiness. So bad. Um, Mortal Kombat 4 was more appealing visually than this. That One of my first notes when I started watching is, why did they make 12 episodes of a Kingdom Hearts cutscene? Because it just looked like a like a PS2 cutscene for 12 episodes. It really did. Maybe PS3 if we're being nice. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Late P- let's, let's say late PS3 cutscene. Late PS3 cutscene. Let's be, let's be nice. Let's be nice and give the show the credit. We'll deserves. be nice. We'll be nice. It's no Nathan Drake, but it's, you know, it's okay. It's, this show is bad. Yeah. But it could have been good. Yes. Yes. But it could have been good. Um, there are bright spots, and it definitely could have been good. I am tempted to check out the manga. Yes. I would also be tempted to check it out, to be honest. Um, I'm I'm kind of, as you said, I'm kind of sad that they didn't that they discontinued the manga for the third one because, I mean, I think that would have wrapped up things pretty nicely if they had the third manga out there. Yeah, they, they, could, have been, they could have done some cool stuff with it, but unfortunately, they didn't. And now it just has such a bad rap that nobody's going to want to look at it creatively. No one's going to want to touch it. No, so, no way. But honestly... If people want a fun, action-packed, you know, semi-episodic, kind of like common Rider-esque good time, because, the, like I said, the plot is the plot is so Rider in a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Once once we watch, if if once we get to a Futo PI, we might see a lot of the similar stuff here. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see it again for that reason. But um, it's a fun plot that I'm used to. You have the thing, you're good fight all the evil people who also have the thing and are yeah. using it for for evil and learn the motivations behind why they're evil. Mm-hmm. That kind of plot always resonated with me. Mm-hmm. So if someone wanted some fun sci-fi stuff, who knows? Maybe the manga is worth a recommendation. I got to go find out for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it open-ended and say, full of potential, this particular anime is bad. But I'm, I might independently research and see if X-Arm as a franchise is bad. Yes, because I, I think the, the main thing I got from watching this whole thing 
was that it's it's not nearly as crazy bad as people say it is. Yeah. It, the only bad thing about it, in my opinion, is the animation. Of course. Everything else is is fine to good. Yes. Um. Some points even good. Some points, yes. Uh. So that's kind of what I'll leave it as too. Yeah. Um, it's bad, but like as you said, could have been could have been good. It could have been good. And I guess it's we'll see in the future how it and if we if we can gravitate to the franchise. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. And now that we finished it, I guess we're both uh, XX arm. We're both XX arm. <laughs> I'm Rob. That was John. This was bad anime. That's it. I don't know how to close this out. You usually do this part. We're flipping off the roll. We're flipping around the rolls here, and I'm kind of scared and confused. Um, I mean, I don't know what to do either, so I'm just going to say bye. Um, bye. I'm going to use the bathroom. All right. Let's, let's pee. Cool. Together. Nice. Great. Like real friends. It's bad. Wow. Oh, my God. What a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxasaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on we'll read them all anyways we don't care i love you kiss kiss in your ear podcast network